and is only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue tradition. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution, everybody. I'm Matt. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm Ryan, but we also have more people sitting by. Yeah, we, we have a very special guest uh, from a podcast in the UK. Two skeptical chaps are here with us. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Ske- <laughs> skeptical chap one, Spike here. Oh, and this is Dan. Another Dan. A, a different <laughs> Dan. Things more yes. complicated. <laughs> one who sounds well, yeah. a lot cooler than the than the regular Dan. Oh, so you're the regular Dan all of a sudden. <laughs> well, on, the, on the, our show, I'm the regular Dan. That doesn't make me the irregular Dan, does it? Because I don't like the sound of that. It depends on how you've been eating, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the two skeptical chaps, if you haven't listened to their show, uh, are available on iTunes. Um, It's 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 a very interesting, um, very much much more laid back and and but also structured show than ours. also shorter, um, but they cover a wide range of topics, including a whole bunch of U.S. politics, um, and I think quite well, in fact. Yeah, so the, the only oh, reason why we much. cover U.S. politics is because of Dan's U.S.-based family, and he, he has to ah, stay cool. I see. <laughs> well, we just figured it was more exciting with the, the mudslinging and the pies oh, in the yeah. face and the, the, the school child antics that they have going on mm. during our stuff that makes it more exciting. So you ha- you have family here in the U.S., Dan? Uh, well, my wife's from Chicago, so uh, I rescued her and brought her over <laughs> to uh, London, <laughs> uh, just doing my bit. Damn, uh, damn. So, uh, yes, but yes, I have all, so obviously, yeah, so obviously all of the rest of the, the my in-laws, I keep my mother-in-law 4,000 miles away, which I think is not a bad way to live your life. <laughs> it should be a rule. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I win mine but is yeah, about 6,000 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> so are you both in the uk yep yeah we're both in london and but spike was originally from cape town south africa right what brought you over to the uk oh you, you you're gonna fill a three-hour show with that with that story <laughs> <laughs> let's just say i got onto a plane one day I, I had enough i arrived at heathrow 13 years ago and thought to myself okay where to now and that's basically how it started hmm. wow Wow, you just hopped on a plane, traveled over there, and thought, fuck it, I'll stay? Yeah, yeah, I had six weeks' money, <laughs> and I uh, had to get a job within six weeks, and it sort of worked out. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> well, that's that's awfully courageous, I guess. I mean, I, I can't imagine that I would just... Well, I'm older. I'm more... more I mean, I have a lot more roots. Wiser. With well, you could say courageous, you could say stupid as well, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked out. 
I'm, I'm just wondering if that was a very say. skeptical decision, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was nowhere near skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> but we also know that you guys love American politics, and your favorite politician is Donald Trump. Oh, how can we not love oh, yes. the Donald? Yeah, I mean, Donald? it's uh, he's my favorite fictional character, but he's somehow real at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's. In, at least in appearance, he's not too dissimilar from your own Boris Johnson. Yeah, I think there could be long-lost cousins or something going on there. Mm. There's definitely some sort of connection, isn't there? Yeah, it's the, it's the, the w- but uh, Boris Johnson was originally born in New York, so he's, oh. he actually could become American president. We could ship him over. Oh, right. He would be eligible. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. what we, we, need, we need two guys with cotton candy hair running for president. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. Well, at least we only made our one mayor of London. You guys are lining your one up to be the president at this point, or at least he's in the running. It's going to be a coin toss, I think, the the way things are going at the moment. It's it's terrifying the rest of the world. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we could talk about David Cameron, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dan, you let yourself in too easy on that one, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fairly terrifying for us over here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, all three of us are Bernie Sanders fans all the way. And so, uh, oh, four of us. Sorry, Bernie. Yeah. Well, he, um, can't, he can't vote. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so we're, we're definitely worried as well. I mean, the implications are, are huge and, and disastrous. So, so it's quite, quite interesting to us because, I mean, we, we know a bit about American politics. We don't know much besides the things we read. And that tends to be a bit sensationalist, I should say, at times. But it's interesting to us that you've got one on the far left and one on the far right that are both sort of anti-establishment in a sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Bernie Bernie's only far left compared to our traditional politics, which yeah, are very yeah. far right. He's really kind of a centrist, mm-hmm. um, but o- mm-hmm. only in only in comparison to, you know, the high, uh, the extreme authoritarian uh, right wingers like Cruz and Rubio, yeah. Uh, yeah. does he appear to be far left um hillary in fact is actually a moderate republican really in terms of policy that's why we say she's the best republican running yeah and she is Mm -hmm. (laughs) did you guys see that bullshit she said about nancy reagan and the reagan fan well like ronald and nancy uh i think starting a national dialogue about aids i think you mean empress reagan oh (laughs) i couldn't believe that and and if you haven't read it yet, you should go and check out Dan Savage's uh, uh-huh. little article oh, on The Stranger another about Dan. it. I know. People are going to be so confused. <laughs> These are the Dans I know, I know. These are the Dans I know. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he wrote a really brilliant and scathing article about her her little, uh, you know, about about Hillary Clinton fucking up and saying that Nancy Reagan started a national conversation about AIDS. Because uh-huh. she didn't. Her and her and Ronnie stood by and watched tens yes. of thousands of people die while they sat around fucking laughing about it. Uh-huh. Mm. I, I, no, I, I think that's, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. I think that's a bit before probably my time of becoming interested in U.S. politics, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 Because, yeah. I mean, I started, I started out with the West Wing. Um, <laughs> I was quite, I, I like President Bartlett, you should get him back. He was very good. <laughs> okay. Um, he was, but, he was uh, Yeah, brilliant. I mean, we only... But we, we only really got interested, I think, when, when George Bush came on the scene, uh, because yeah. he, he was just such a laughable character, and we kind of thought that would be the peak for kind of comedy in American politics, but that's what we were hoping. this season, yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah, we were hoping Bush would be the, the peak of laughability here. Well, what do, what do you guys see being, 
being from the UK, uh, when looking at American politics, or people over there are looking at Ameri- American politics with the guys that we have running. I mean, are you guys looking at it a complete laughing stock? Because I am. Uh, I, th- I mean, most of the focus is all around Trump. Yeah. yeah. We're, I mean, there's a lot of coverage over Bernie. Um, most of it seems to be quite favorable. Yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of people over here think he would be the, the one to get in. But basically, we, we just want anybody other than Trump. Mm-hmm. Because we're looking at some of the stuff that's coming out. It really does look like, you know, this generation's Hitler <laughs> is the direction he's heading in with the stuff at his rallies. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to give everybody ID cards and close the borders and build walls. I mean, it's it's not far off. He's going to start talking about camps and oh, yeah. All sorts of stuff. I, I think he's, he's heading down that road. Well, you, you, it's inevitable, really. I mean, when you're when you're talking about uh, getting rid of whole classes or groups of people, what are you going to do with the you know millions that are already here? I mean, they have to go somewhere before being de- mm-hmm. deported. I mean, so camps are an in- inevitability in his plan anyway. But uh, I should say too that. I, I think the gap is getting smaller and smaller, but the, the, the outrageous antics of, te- of, of Donald Trump and the way that the media eats that sort of thing up, I think has distracted somewhat from the absolutely terrifying policies of Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, and he really, yes, really we, believes the stuff he talks about where Trump is kind of at least to some extent saying the things that he's, that he thinks are going to get him that media attention. I, I do think I did read in part of Ted Cruz's plan for immigration that he did want to microchip people. Mm. Yeah, I saw that one. Mm. Yeah. So if yeah. you're an illegal we immigrant, about, there was a guy before talking about tagging people as you came in. Yeah, um, right. Which we were quite curious how that one was going to work. Was that was that Ted Cruz? Do you remember that yeah. story, Spike? That was very early yeah, on. I when think we, we spoke about that a couple of episodes ago, Dan. Maybe mm. five, six episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. That's that's scary. Yeah, and and he's a true theocrat. Uh, Trump mm. Trump is is a poser. Yeah. The, the the interesting thing is if if you ask the average uh, UK person in the street they wouldn't be be able to name any of the the candidates in the race for for American president. They'll they'll they, they'll know Hillary's there and they'll know Trump is there. They wouldn't be able to name anyone else. And mm-hmm. that's probably mainly because of the the story the, the big stories that come out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, w- I was listening to you guys this last episode and I noticed one slight mistake in a name. I think you said uh, cabbage. It's 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 Kasich. Oh, that's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't didn't you know that in South Africa, South Africa the word for cabbage is Kasich? Oh, okay, okay. I, is I it was really? not aware. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> He's probably making it up. He makes things like this up all the time. Uh, I don't trust him. Yeah, I mean, it, it, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't doubt you, but it doesn't sound to me to be terribly Afrikaans sounding. But yeah, I hope there's no fact checkers out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not for our show. Ah, uh, good, cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of the things that Trump says are because he's an ignorant bigot for the most part. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's necessarily a sinister bigot, but I think Ted Cruz does have a, a really dark and sinister, a dark and sinister side mm-hmm. that if he were put into power, there would be yeah. a lot of really scary things. I mean, but between the two, Trump, Trump is the most outrageous, but a lot of that is just showmanship and being an entertainer mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. by nature. Bluster, but I think, yeah. I think Cruz, a lot of his policies are definitely a lot more frightening if they were to, to be put in place. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he's talking about tearing down the barrier between, uh, the, the barrier separating the, uh, church and, and religion or church yeah. and state religion and government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. Trump, Trump just likes to, you know, jump on the bandwagon and try to play that card, but it's, it's not anything I think he's seriously concerned about. No. Where Trump or where Cruz, that's, that's definitely a major part of his platform. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's like Dan and I were saying in one of our previous episodes that if any UK politician or probably, probably most politicians in Europe came out with some of the things that, um, <clears throat> uh, what's his name? Um, Cruz. Cruz said, yeah. Um, he, he, he probably would get booted out the next week or the next oh. day. I mean, some of the things he said is scary, really mm. scary. Oh, yeah. Well, in attending rallies where, you know, one of the main characters at the rally is, is a guy who's talking about killing homosexuals yeah. and saying that that's, you know, that that, according to the Bible, is what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you think on the Trump side, do you think that Trump only says what he says because he really reads the American people really well? Because he knows uh, America is, in a sense, insecure. They, they've been insecure for a very long time about the economy, about terrorism, about America's dominance on a global scale, also about the whole religious thing and threatening, threatening towards gun ownership and things like that. So everything he says seems to almost attack that insecurity. And that's why he's so mm. popular. I think, I think yeah. that's probably part of it. Um, but really, I don't think he's that intelligent or conniving. I think, I think he just has tapped into, saying outrageous things that people respond to and he's playing to the 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 bigotry and fears that run rampant as the undercurrent for Mm. most people in the republican party i I would say it's a combination of both yeah um i think you know whenever he's pressed for actual policy answers he has no fucking clue yeah um it's just we're not winning anymore we're losing to china we're losing to mexico (laughs) we need to win like that's not a policy (laughs) um but I th- yes, I th- I've seen some amazing clips of him where they've, they've asked him a question about something and you just go, no, we're just going to win. We're going to win. We're going to yeah. win so much you're going to get tired of winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you haven't told beautiful. me one thing you're going to do there. You're just going to tell me you're going to win. Yes, exactly. That's, that's not helpful. Exactly right. And um, and but I, I mean, I so I think I think it is ignorance and and tapping into that those those fears and insecurities. But I think at the same time, um, the guy's a billionaire, so he has some social intelligence. I mean, he's mm. made he has made deals, some of them b- very bad. He's a salesman. He's a salesman. So, so I mean, th- but is it, is honestly, it social intelligence or sociopath intelligence? Well, both, I guess. <laughs> but it's not the. It, I mean, if you live in the United States, it's not very hard to see the trend over the last, I don't know, thirty years or so of of the the right wing uh, policies and the way they've shifted. You only have to be paying minimal attention to understand that it's First Amendment as long as it's their freedom of speech and religious rights, and then Second Amendment, super Second Amendment, and then. Yeah. Are there any others? I, I can't even remember. Well, but and that's really, all you have to pay attention to to be to be Republican. So. Yeah, really, and really, for most of them, it's not even you know uh, First Amendment and freedom of speech. It's privilege of the speech that I want to. have. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Not for anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just get the feeling that America has probably reached a point where they were tired, are really tired about you know the whole because in the beginning it was it the um, sort of media almost made it bef- when the whole thing started it was going to be a bush versus clinton race mm-hmm. and then that's how it was going to turn out and i think americans almost felt tired of the whole entitlement and you know the political establishment and they just wanted someone else and i think that's why bernie and um trump are so have become so popular 
I think right. that yeah, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And they're both running on basically the same thing, saying we're anti-establishment, yeah. anti-big money. But yeah. when you look at Trump, well, Trump he, doesn't say anti-big money. No, well, he said he's, he's not <laughs> he's taking money not from big corporations. Money. Yeah, well, he's self-funded. That's why he's oh, going okay. with that. So okay. no super PAC but, type thing. Yeah, yeah. But Trump was the establishment. Up until six months ago, when he decided to run, and I even heard him say during a speech, "Goes I am, I was the establishment up until I ran for president." Mm-hmm. It's like so, yeah. you've been part of that problem for most of your life, and what tells me you're not going to keep being a part of that problem? Yeah, the mm-hmm. the thing I don't get that really um uh um confuses me is when so many Americans say that you know Trump, he's just like us. Come on, <laughs> he's, <laughs> Hell a, no. yeah. he's got a private jet. Uh-huh. He's got yeah. Uh, well, thank thank you for bringing that up. Actually, that leads quite nicely into this little piece I've got here. So I've compiled a bunch of uh, quotes from Trump supporters and why they support him. Um, I'll I'll read a few of these here. Uh, this one says, "Quote: In the first few months, he was entertaining to me," said Carol Williams, sixty-one, a small business owner who lives in Fayetteville, Tennessee. I didn't really think he was going to go anywhere. I really I really didn't in the very beginning. And then I said. You know, I really like everything he's saying. Everything he's saying sounds like me talking. <laughs> some of the some, See, that's not a good no, that's good thing. That's not a good way to pick your future leader. I, I want someone that sounds smarter than me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I want I want someone that doesn't sound anything like yeah. me. Yeah, and and you would um, you would hope someone that's slightly less racist than you as well. Yeah, <laughs> if if she says he says everything she says, I'd like to spend an afternoon tea with her. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so many people here in the United States have been fed this narrative for so long now that says that smart people are are assholes and they won't take care of you. As, as if that – like that, that that doesn't make any sense to me being, mm-hmm. I think, above average intelligence of most Americans here. But they've they've been fed this narrative for so long that they think that they're all going to be rich one day and so they don't want to have rich people contribute – you know, their, their fair share or, or an equitable share of, of our social democracy. They all think that everybody's coming for their guns, that everybody's trying mm. to, you know, force their religion into a closet or, or to make them, you know, not, not have the ability to, to practice any religion at all. And none of these things are true, but they've been fed a steady diet of this for so long. It's one of those things where, you know, if you repeat something often enough and for long enough, it becomes truth in the minds of so many ignorant people. Indeed, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think I did re- recently read too that Trump does fully believe in that philosophy. What philosophy is that? You, you if you repeat something enough, it becomes a truth. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, you can see it in the way that he speaks. Yeah, you know, he repeats everything constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, here's another one. Well, I kind of when I listen to Trump. Oh, no, go ahead, Dan. No, sorry. I was just going to say when I listen to Trump talk, it sometimes feel if you ever go to like a live comedy show. <laughs> and you hear a comedian and their act changes from the beginning they start out nice and then they tell one joke that's slightly distasteful but if it gets a big laugh they kind of change their act and they go the whole way in that direction and then they be getting worse and worse and worse the bigger the reaction the more in that direction they'll go and it, it feels like Trump might have done that I think if people weren't cheering and shouting when he was coming up with his we're going to ban all Muslims thing it probably would have been a much tamer campaign he ran it's mm. just because he got such a big reaction as that he's, he's built it up and he has to top that in order to keep getting the headlines and i I think that's what he's doing and if he goes any further he's going to become jimmy carr (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) well and i i totally agree with that i mean he's 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 like i say he's tapped into this undercurrent of of bigotry you know or of racism of bigotry of all kinds and of just really blind ignorance in so many people in that are in the republican party 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You've just got to wonder what he's going to do next because we have a little gimmick on our show because we're, we're, we're skeptical. We don't believe in psychics, but we're, we're kind of making out that we do now have psychic powers when it comes to <laughs> Donald Trump because we've made some predictions. And it's a-, a scary number of them have come true because I predicted he was going to say he was going to kill somebody. Um, and a week later, he said he could stand on, I forget the, the street, but he said he could shoot somebody and he wouldn't lose any votes. Yeah, I think Fifth Avenue, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fifth Avenue, and he could shoot somebody and, yeah. Right. Um, and, and a few things like that. And you just got to wonder, what is he going to come up with next? And it, it's going to be horrendous. It's going to get worse and worse. I mean, a lot of the headlines over here at the moment are Trump's got blood on his hands. Oh, yeah. Because of there's clips of him provoking his people at his rallies to beat up people as they're... Yep. You know, anybody that even is... And some of them are even mistaken for protesters. There's I've seen some horrendous um, articles where there's just a black guy who's been at the rally, yeah. um, not to protest, just purely to see what's going on. And for some reason, been singled out, and the next thing, been punched in the head, and then arrested as well. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, for some reason, he's been singled out. Right, <laughs> yeah. being the only yeah. black person at the rally, I'm uh, sure it had nothing to do with it at all. Right, yeah, and but but that that is the direction that it's going is the escalation of his, the of the um, uh, Third Reich rallies he's holding. Well, yeah. it's it's the uh, uh, when you got a mass group of people doing something wrong now becomes okay if everybody else is chanting it on. Trimmer, what that's. Yes, you get that yeah, mob yeah. mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's what they are. They're mobs. Yeah. yeah. But um, do you know the comedian Frankie Boyle? He's um, I'm a big fan of his. He's, he's on Twitter and he tweeted something this morning about he is convinced that right now Trump is designing his brown shirt uniforms to hand out at his rallies, <laughs> um, just for the hardcore that will go out and beat people up oh, for him. Which no. is, you know, it's incredibly Nazi. Yes, yep. the direct. I mean, I get. I don't like to. Um, use Godwin's law very much and keep going down the Nazi route. But with Trump, it's so scary. The parallels yeah. are absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I, 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 this will, this will really be a, a test for Godwin's law. I think, you know, like what the ed, what the edge of that law actually is when you're, com- when you're making comparisons, because, you know, I think there's enough striking similarities that, that it wouldn't really qualify as a, as a, um, Godwin's per se, but well, I'm, I'm fairly certain Hitler didn't think what mm. he was doing was wrong. He thought he was doing something great I, and I awesome know. and beautiful, and he had words, lots of words, beautiful <laughs> all the, words. All the best words. All the Germany's best words. just not winning anymore. Right. <laughs> but how big were his hands? <laughs> oh. Well, I got, we, we, we got a story about that, too, coming up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I have another I have another bit here about a Trump supporter who's a, a 40-year-old father in Louisiana uh, who installs security gates and considers Trump the sort of guy who would come to a backyard crawfish boil with him and his gun-toting redneck buddies. His words. I uh, can't imagine <laughs> Trump doing any of that. Yeah. I no. really can't. Yeah. But how, how, how has he managed to do this? How has he managed to make the common American – well, I shouldn't say common, but you know what I mean the, – the common American think that he would? Well, I, I think – I think it. Yeah, unless this guy has a private runway at the bottom of his garden for, the, for Trump's jet to land in. He eats pizza. Um, and then, you know, bottles of. Yeah, he eats. Cristal or whatever it is, I'm sure Trump drinks. Yeah, he eats pizza with a knife <laughs> and fork, for Christ's sake. You know, this is. Gold knife and fork. <laughs> this isn't Jim Bob sitting in a fucking woven slingback chair out in the middle of nowhere with hound dogs humping in the background. You know, it's. This guy, this guy's a billionaire. But the, the thing that they can identify with is. You know, he's a billionaire. I hope to be a billionaire one day. And he's also an ignorant mm-hmm. fucking bigot. He's a, he's also an ignorant fucking bigot. I'm, that's, that's me minus yeah. the money. Yeah. Yeah. He's a flamboyant, 
billionaire regular guy. <laughs> he, he's got more money in the bathroom of well, his plane um, than I will have my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw an interesting um, clip. Up. We, we sometimes use a website called theladbible.com. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, yeah. but it's uh-huh. a, a source of high quality news that we use. But they, um, <laughs> they had a video of there was some guy who went up to um, American voters on the street who were obviously Trump supporters and started reading them Hitler quotes, yes. but said that they were from Donald Trump. And they were on board with them. And they were, saying, they, they were saying, do you agree with that? Do you agree with this? And then at the end, they said, well, actually, it wasn't Trump. Those were all Hitler. And they were like, well, I still sort of agree. So, <laughs> Well, and I guess I can see that. I mean, you know, just because it was Hitler doesn't mean that everything he said was evil. I mean, he could say that he loves his mother. And, I, you know, I would say, oh, that's a, that's a kind thing to say. I would agree with that. That's not too bad. But, you know, I, I guess I would have to listen to what the what the – statements and comments yes, that's were. a fair point but um yeah these quotes weren't i love your mother it was um <laughs> yeah we should deport these people yeah. we need to start beating people up and you know it was all the darker side oh, stuff wow. um yeah it was it was some nasty but, stuff you know, I, I remember watching that one because those guys also did the same one where they took a quran and put a bible cover on it and started reading stuff yeah. on yes. it, and everybody's yeah. like at the end like oh by the way this is the quran like no it's not no, I think it was the Bible, but they <laughs> thought it was the Quran, right? Or yeah, I thought. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, it was actually a Quran, but they thought it was a Bible. Yeah, they took the yeah, they cover off the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean that. I mean that sort of thing may be shocking to to you guys, and it, it's it's quite disturbing to us as well. But the problem is that we we live we live among these uh, goons, you know, at least in in small part, <laughs> um, and so it's not entirely surprising. I mean, even. Even in the uh, the theocratic state of Utah, in which we we all dwell, we, we consistently see these gigantic Confederate flags being being flown in the back of pickup trucks down the highway and stuff. In in a state that was had that had absolutely nothing to do uh, with the Confederacy whatsoever. It's purely to say I'm a racist asshole. Well, Confederates yeah. did flee here after they lost the war because this was actually Mexico. Oh, so it's the it's the hangovers from 1865. <laughs> yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, well, that makes total sense then. <laughs> yeah, so so it's quite funny because I see the same thing in South Africa happen quite often. You oh, still, sure. You still have people um, uh, with the old South African flag, and um, if you ask them why they have it, they say, "Oh no, it's it's there's nothing racist about it. We just miss the old days." Oh, <laughs> and it's like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Come on, what? Like, I, mean, I could really yeah. go for an apartheid right about now. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there's, uh, there's nothing racist about it. I just long for the days when everybody could be an open racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's, well, that's why I wonder what Trump is getting at with his make America great again. What time period do you think he is referring to as, as when it was great? When do you think he, he, he wants to get back to? And, and, you know, what aspect of that is it that he's trying to get to? Because it yeah. obviously chimes with a lot of people. But we're, we're just, we don't understand over here what, you know, now seems to be one of the best ages we've ever lived in, yeah. life expectancy, and, yeah. you know, there's not a world war unless he gets into office, and then there might be one, but... Um, <laughs> or or you know, Cruz. Things are a lot better now. Yes, well, uh-huh. one. Is, it, is this a sincere but, question? But, yes, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm generally uh, curious as to what they're referring to as the good old I, days. When, when was it great I, that he wants to make it like again? I think we can give you some, I, some I, answers I, to that. I would almost guess that when our country was the most economically prosperous and everybody could afford a car and all that kind of stuff was probably 
right around post World War II. Yeah. I think, I think mm. what they're referring to, I mean, the only, the only people that use that type of rhetoric typically are far right wingers and, and the baby boomers. And, yeah. And the baby boomers yeah. who are usually far right wingers. But I think that what they're talking about is, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Andy Griffith show or Leave It to Beaver, that kind of thing of fifties, mm. the sixties, um, pre civil rights, pre civil rights. Yeah. Yes. Because, yeah. yes. because the, the, the large block of far right Republican voters are straight, white christian rich men Mm. and so what they want is they want their privilege back and when they had the privilege maximized was during the 50s and 60s when they could go get a job that you know paid them a a middle class wage living wage to get the what what we refer to the the cookie cutter house and the white picket fence you know the middle class where where they could just work their wife didn't have to their their wives didn't have to work and they stayed home shut the fuck up cooked them a meal took care of the kids, did everything he didn't want to do. Um, they could go out, be openly racist. They didn't have to, they didn't have to deal with, uh, you know, divvying out rights to anybody, but the very specific class in which they were, of which they were a part. And so now that, now that we've started to equalize, um, some of the rights, I mean, just baby steps toward equalizing some of the rights in this country, they're, they're viewing that pool of rights as, um, a limited, uh, supply that is slowly diminishing as we've divvied out the rights to other people rather than viewing it as an as an infinite supply of rights that should be given out yeah. to everybody equally so it's this fear of loss of privilege and i think mm. that's what they're looking back on oh. but but it's interesting because that's a time period i mean how old is trump he's, he's almost 70 i think is he well he was old enough to he's almost he was old enough to have draft uh, have dodged vietnam and that was 1968. Yes. Was, was. So he must have been born when? Late 40s? Yeah. Is my math yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So he probably doesn't even really remember the 50s because he would have been a child through most yeah. of it. So the, yeah. But, oh, and he's a rich. The time that he's referring to. He was a rich child too. Yeah. He would have been a rich kid. Yeah. So, yeah. so he would have grown up under, um, you know, uh, throughout the 60s and early 70s would have been, you know, his high school and early college years. But he would have grown up in a household for, with a father who, certainly would have had advantage during those times and probably probably passed on some of those uh those views and and you know opinions and i think there was no reason to really push donald himself out of those views there was no challenge to that because he didn't struggle mm. there's a, there's an awful lot of hang i mean well we're even seeing we're even seeing today with the with the okay trump 69 it's just been verified but uh we're even seeing with the current political climate and and how far right the gop is moving that these traits and tendencies are in fact passed on to their wanker kids so yeah well it's not surprising i mean you certainly until you reach i would even probably say your 20s most of your views are just going to be whatever your parents have told you yeah it's only once you reach a certain age where you suddenly start to think about things for yourself and even then it takes a long time for all of them to to get out of your head mm. well it depends uh, i think that's why a lot of atheists don't come out until they're probably in their 20s i would guess i, I imagine that's probably the same over there i guess probably uh, even longer if depends, you if yeah. you if you live a privileged mm. life there's no reason to question no no reason to change if you're getting everything yeah exactly especially in the mm-hmm. I muted myself for some reason there. <laughs> but especially in the U.S., though, you have a lot more religious pressure here where you're pressured into being religious. And if you're not, people – there's I think majority of atheists in this country are closeted because of the fact that mm-hmm. if they come out as atheists, they're afraid their family will disown them. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know if that was a sufficient answer for your good old days at question, but I think you hit on a, a great question in 
when you were asking that the the best when people no i was i was just genuinely curious as to what what era it would be and well, I, I, it is interesting to me because i always suspected it would be somewhere possibly even before he was born um is what he's referring to as the good old days mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I'm, and and a, a, you know a time that a lot of his supporters wouldn't be familiar with either because they they're they wouldn't have even been alive either. Yeah. I mean, most of his supporters are probably not in their seventies now. They're 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 not going to be anywhere near familiar with the fifties. So, well, some some chunk so some chunk of them are. The, same. The, the funny thing is, though, it was a socialist. Oh, that sure, some of them. Towards but- the good old days. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but you you hinted at it. I mean, the best question to ask somebody who takes that position is, uh, "Good for whom." Yeah, you know, because then now you force them into giving a racist, homophobic, uh, chauvinistic type of an answer, and they usually tend to shy away. And no, they don't always, but they they usually stutter around that a little bit, unless it's yeah. Trump. Yeah. yeah, and this is it. When if I speak about my South African example, if I ask them, so what do you mean, good for who? And they say, oh no, 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 I, I just, you know, I wish th- uh, there was equality and and uh, um, all these equalities and all the, the apartheid rules were away. But I just wish for the good old days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but good for who? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's that. It's that limited limited pool of rights that that they're thinking about. I think. Yeah. That's got that's yeah. got them fearful. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, you guys probably have seen this. Um, it's an older one, but I think it's still relevant. There's a, I have an article here that, uh, prominent white nationalist David Duke called for supporters to rally against Republican, uh, to rally around, excuse me, uh, Republican Donald Trump's presidential campaign after he, uh, his wins in Nevada and South Carolina. Um, and said casting a vote for another candidate is treason. Now, I don't, I, you guys may not know David Duke. Um, is he the KKK yes. guy? Yes, he was yeah. the head of the KKK at one point. He was the head wizard. Yeah, he was, uh, a, was, he he was a wizard. Grand, Grand Goblin? Or yeah, right, right. Oh, no, oh, he's a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just like from Harry Potter. Um, he he, okay. he was also elected, though, to, to public office in Louisiana. He was a state representative for a while. Um, oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's got to be a scary town to live in, isn't it, if they voted? Is, is that in a, a town or that's something a state. that he's been voted in? Well, he was... That's a, a yeah. state... A whole state. Whole he's state. got the majority vote. Yes. Yeah, he, he's a former. He's wow. a former state rep. But uh, but yes, they 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 elected him. Well, th- all the states surrounding there are just as bad. I mean, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Arkansas—they're all terrible. Well, but back in the heyday, all their leaders were members of the KKK mostly. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, well, but- we we discussed the KKK in an episode a while ago, and. I found a stat, and I forget the exact number now, but it was something like at their height, one oh, in seven million. I think it was something like one in Americans. seven. One in seven men was was a member. Oh, it was it was it was huge at was, one point. It you know mm. when you see those rallies with I'll go Hitler on this one, but when they had Hitler had all the people like marching on the street and all their stuff, you can see the same images from the 1950s, probably in the U.S. with men marching down the street holding signs dressed in their Ku Klux Klan outfits mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. like. You know, a good ten thousand of them just in a parade. Yeah, yeah, marching down the street in the in the thousands. Yeah, it's sick. There still are quite a quite a number of of members. Um, most of them are clandestine members, and uh, mm. including government officials and police officers. Um, but the the good thing about it now is that they understand that remaining anonymous is better because of the shame, which which represents some bit of progress in our in our society at least, uh, even mm. if it's small. So there, there was this really cool documentary that came on in the UK maybe about a year ago, and we had a show about it, Dan, because um, 
they they showed the Ku Klux Klan in America and and you know this the minority following that they have now. But <laughs> there was a funny scene in there where what <laughs> she was one of these women was a tailor for the Ku Klux Klan, <laughs> and oh, she wow. just used to cut. She used to cut the holes out of the, you know, their little hoodie thing <laughs> yeah, for them. <laughs> and one of the scenes where she said, you know, I realized that I cut all the holes the same distance and the same size, but then I realized everyone's eyes is different. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Dan and I just got a see, uh, uh, thought of the scene. What was the movie, Dan? <laughs> where, um, oh, yeah, the, um, the was it oh, Tarantino one, the Western. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know where they can't Django. see through their hoodies and they Django, yeah, Django yeah, and yeah, yeah. running into each other. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Um, I'm, I like that they had a safety officer as well yeah. because they they <laughs> went to a cross burning. Yeah. Oh. And they were all out in their robes with their torches, ready to set a big crucifix on fire. And there's there's guys in the background with fire extinguishers just in case one of these idiots lights himself up. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, safety first when you're trying Being to kill racist. people or threaten. Them. <laughs> Um, David, David Duke had this quote, which I thought, uh, he, he apparently is immune to irony, but he, he said, quote, you're going to meet people, uh, excuse me. He said, you're gonna meet people who are, who are gonna have the same kind of mindset that you have. Educate them. That was, mm. that was, that was his advice uh, for, uh, oh, for people. Geez. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so find a racist and tell them why they're racist. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure what he means by that. So so he's the guy that Donald Trump, I think, maybe five, six years ago said, called a bigot. And then now recently said, oh, yeah, no, Dave's a cool guy. Well, he 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 had mentioned him in the past and talked directly and mentioned his name directly on air on a show. But then when they asked him and about said, Dave yeah, Duke, and he, he said, said Dave I have Duke's no clue who Dave Duke is. I don't even know this man. It's yeah, like, well, you talked yeah. about him in the past like you knew him. All they wanted, uh-huh. all they wanted Trump to do was disavow his relationship and, and that, that he doesn't support the KKK yeah. supporting him. And he couldn't even do that. Because in, in Nevada, well, when they're having wouldn't. the primary, the KKK showed up in support of Donald Trump. Well, and the most damning mm. thing about that whole deal was that they told Donald Trump, this is Donald Duke. Or <laughs> Donald, Donald Duke. Duke. Donald Duke. David, this is David Duke, <laughs> like former, a Disney character. <laughs> former, former, uh, Klansman and Grand Wizard for the Ku Klux Klan. Will you disavow him? And he, and instead of saying, oh, if he's a member of the Ku Klux Klan, then yeah, I would disavow that. It was, well, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He might but be a good Ku Klux Klan would- member. I'm sure he's playing golf with him. <laughs> I probably, yeah. yeah, probably not the time that he went with Sam Jackson. No, 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 no I'm guessing. No, it's no, a different occasion. <laughs> he apparently has amnesia yeah. about that one. <laughs> but you've got to. Do you not think a lot of people would get worried when their choice for president gets endorsed by the Ku Klux Klan? At some point, do you not think a large chunk of people would go, maybe I need to step back and have another look at this if I'm voting for the same man that they are. I, I know there's going to be a lot of racists that are going to be well up and, and like the Klan, but surely there's got to be a lot of people that would hate the Klan that are still voting Trump. Do you not think that would give them pause for thought at any point? Well, I think you I think you already defeated your point by saying thought. <laughs> well, <laughs> Dan, don't do that again. <laughs> well, uh, well, and most of those people... I mean, they're they're racists and they're racists and bigots anyway. So yeah. when they see that the Ku Klux Klan has endorsed him, they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, then we're on the right track. Or yeah, either that or or they, you know, it's they have an uncle who's a KKK member or whatever, and it's just mm. it's not as bad as everyone says or what you know that kind of that kind of justification. Mm. Or or you can spin it and say, well, look, Donald Trump represents more of America than these other candidates do. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I had a friend who grew yeah. up in the holler in Kentucky a while back, and he would tell me all of these stories the about the in the holler. That's in, all. Down in the holler in, in Kentucky, okay. a hole in the woods with one road in, one road out. Yeah, and he would he would Ugh. he would make you know he would I would I almost said make up stories, but I'm sure they weren't made up. He would tell me stories about his childhood where you know the road to the holler had a sign on it that said "Nigger, don't let the sun uh, don't let the sun go down on your ass past this point." Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky's bad. And talking about how the Ku Klux Klan did a lot of good in his neighborhood, you know, there were there were even some white people who were just white trash. You know, he 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 would call these people white niggers. Oh. And mm. said that uh. the Ku Klux Klan would go after them if they were beating their wife or weren't supporting their family or doing whatever doing whatever and so the Klan wasn't just about, you know, picking on black folks. Mm. Uh and I'm like, dude, you need to rearrange some priorities. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Um I'd actually like to lighten the mood a bit. Uh, <laughs> well, I gotta, please do. I feel like I just downed everybody big time. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally did. You killed the mood for sure. As, no, it's okay. <laughs> hey, the, the N word will do that every time. As as you guys might have seen last night or this morning for you, whenever you saw the news, uh, Chicago does not support Donald Trump. Well, for yeah. the most part, yes. Yeah, so I was quite I was quite proud of them for that. Yeah. I, I put on my Facebook, "Well done" with a link to. Yeah, there's a. He was going to have a rally. I think Trump's going to have a rally, and then. There was so many protests that they cancelled it. Is yes. the, the gist of what I got? But not only the, with, uh, but I, said, I noticed there was no arrests though, so it wasn't well, like they were beating. I guess people now up, there were so. a few arrests as of this morning. For, oh, have yeah. there been now? Oh, uh, okay. But there is a uh, a wiener restaurant in Chicago that decided to have their own Trump dog. It's called the Trump Footlong. It's three inches. <laughs> <laughs> and it's perfect. I, I can't. And they even they even do Donald's slogan in it. My phone is running really slow right now, and it's trying to pull. I should have pulled it up a second ago. But they use one of Donald Trump's actual slogans to advertise for the dog, and it says, uh, "We guarantee there's no problems. We guarantee it." Is the slogan for the for the hot dog? <laughs> winning, I mean, yeah, winning. It looks quite beautiful. It's got a tiny bun, half a pickle, but, a, but an eighth of a of a, of a uh, tomato, and a three inch hot dog in it. I mean, if it's lovely, right in the hand. Right in Trump's hands, yeah. Well, in Trump's hands, it's a foot long. <laughs> it's tiny Oh, in Trump's hands, hands, it's a foot long, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Are you I'm... getting this, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> Does it come with a, a side of um, gun range bacon, just as a Ted Cruz uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> side order? Oh, that's right, yeah. So, Dan, you have, you've been to Chicago, I presume, many times. Yes, yeah, many I, times. I, would, I mean, normally, normally I'm in the suburbs, but I've, I've been downtown Chicago quite a bit. Yeah. I, I couldn't think of a worse place other than maybe South Central Los Angeles to hold a Trump rally. I mean, S- South Side well, and West Chicago have they held it such huge populations of African Americans that at the it's crazy. You see, Chicago, the University of Chicago is where they held it, which is a very liberal college, right? But I'm just saying, Chica- Chicago has a significant minority population, and yeah. it tends to it tends to be a little bit more cent- central or, le- or liberal leaning city as it is, and and I just can't imagine why tr- why Trump would have thought that was a good idea. Well, he was the place where it was at wasn't too far from like downtown central Chicago. Yeah, bad idea. Which is very, Chicago's rather liberal. You should have gone more rural with that one. <laughs> yeah, he should have gone to Peoria. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I had a I had a soccer coach. It's probably gonna be like the opposite of Peoria. Uh, I didn't catch. Probably like the opposite of Obama because didn't Obama? I, I heard a story. I don't know if this is true, but I heard that when he became president, the Secret Service told him that there were 
states that they just didn't want him to ever go to because he'd probably be shot on sight. You know, there would be violence. There would be, you know, if he turned up, there would be trouble. And Trump's probably the polar opposite of that. It's probably the other places that Trump can't go yep. to. So he'll be welcome yeah, down right. south. But if he goes anywhere like you've just mentioned Chicago, he's, you know, it'd probably be the opposite yeah, way around. Yep. And I don't know if that's true either, but it, I would be, I would not be surprised at all if Secret Service had said something like that. Their job is to protect him. And, and they do often, mm-hmm. uh, th- they're very restrictive okay. usually. And presidents tend to either forego the warnings or, or just ignore them to, to, at their own peril. But a lot of times Secret Service is very, very strict. Well, if, if I remember correct, when Obama first got in office, there was calls by white supremacist groups and yep. the KKK to have him killed. Yeah, there was. Yep. There were. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is disturbing because mm-hmm. they're the same ones wanting Trump in office now. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, to to Dan's point there. Yep. Yeah. Um but if you're a Secret Service agent, do you get to pick in any way who you're gonna be protecting? No. Because they, they, they've got to take a bullet for their whoever they're protecting, haven't yes. they? Isn't that one of their yes, things? Definitely. I mean if you've got if you if you were suddenly put on the Donald Trump list And you hated him. I yeah, I I, you'd be jumping the other way. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they get to pick their no, assignment, they, no. but if the president doesn't like them, then he can request yeah, somebody yeah. else. Uh-huh. Has anyone has, has anyone um, done any analysis on um, Donald Trump's Secret Service detail? Are they all white by any chance? Just, just a guess. Ooh, I would imagine they are, but I I don't know. I haven't I haven't honestly looked at that. No. I don't know. That would be interesting. I wonder if they offered him any non-white agents that he turned down, or if someone up top just thought, "No, just send him the white guys." <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't think he. I don't know if I. I don't think he would do that. I, I. I really don't think that he's as racist as he sounds. But it's it's something that's resonating. I think with with the populace. But and, and um, one he of the certainly jobs has some bad is not to stand out, though. Too. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. I. I don't know. That's that's outside of my. Uh, level of education or understanding. So, so I mean, I'm intrigued to know what was Trump's response to the to these protests because he's he's always tends to almost preach violence against mm. protesters, protesters or anything like that. So, I'm intrigued to know what his response to that was. Well, well, he he keeps denouncing the violence thing, saying I don't preach violence. I don't, you know, I'm not I'm a nonviolent person. But it's kind of like you're telling people to punch someone in the face, knock them out. I'll pay for your, I'll pay for your <laughs> yeah, lawyer. Get them out of here. Mm, I'll pay. Yeah. yeah, I'll pay for I, all yeah. of your attorney fees. I yeah. wish it was the good old days when we could just like knock a man out. Yeah, I'm like yeah. So I, I that's why I think he's kind of a little little bit of a sociopath because he keeps saying these things, but then when it comes to them going, hey. Don't you think you're the problem? You're like, no, I didn't make them do it. Yeah. So, I just keep but, saying how great it would be if they could. Yeah, but it's, I'm like, it's the things you're saying that are allowing people to go, hey, I should punch him. Donald said to. He's my overlord and savior. <laughs> I, I, I was seeing a lot of deflection from him last night as they were covering it. Uh, he, he, he was trying not to take any blame for it. He's like, well, I wasn't there. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, were, they were talking to Trump over the phone, um, and they were showing video footage of the, the rally and the and – the, protesters and you know they were live shots and the um the reporter kept asking him about it and trump was just kind of ignoring it and he was just like hey you got to update you got to update your reporting you know this yeah. this this feed i'm seeing says live this was two hours ago everything's mm. everything's cleared out by now i mean this you know you're not even you're not even being honest right now and so he wasn't yeah, really I- even answering I don't know if he does that really well or really badly or maybe people just don't pick him up on it but he deflects his deflection is so obvious, mm-hmm. but I don't think his his own supporters even pick up on it. Yeah, 
Well, I think he's got his supporters, a lot of them wrapped up in thinking the media is the bad guy. We need to go after the media. We need to have what's the, the truth reported and everything. So <laughs> no matter what the media says, he's going to discount it. Right. Oh, that I mean, doesn't sound Hitler-esque, does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could even see it during their debates. He always attacks the media and stuff like, well, you didn't report this. You lied about this. You're all, yeah. you know, so truthful in your reporting. Well, so did Sarah Palin all the time. Lamestream yeah. media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, I've seen a lot of um, Bernie supporters say similar yep. things where Bernie's accomplishments haven't received anywhere near the level of attention that they yeah. feel mm -hmm. they should have done. Um, but I don't think anyone's ever going to be happy with the press coverage. So. Yeah, that's no. probably that's probably true. Well, I know I know the one thing on the Bernie side, which I'm disappointed the media keeps doing, is I don't know if you guys are familiar with super delegates at all. Mm, no, do they, do they have special powers? Yes, yes pretty much. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they they decide the election. So okay. when each, each yes, uh, yeah, I think I'm vaguely familiar with because yeah, me too. America that often views itself as the greatest democracy. Isn't there a thing where these super delegates can just overrule? All of the people underneath yes. them. Wait, who said America was a democracy? Uh huh. <laughs> We're the greatest oligarchy. <laughs> I, I got that from the West Wing. Ah, okay. ah well, see, that's the media again, Dan. We we get everything from the West Wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you well, are what, right. what do they say about Secret Service? They probably know better than I do. <laughs> so yeah, so the superdelegates can basically take the will of the people. So Bernie could win the popular vote throughout all the caucuses, and when then once all mm -hmm. the superdelegates are 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 pulled in hillary can win there are individual mm -hmm. people that cast an individual ballot that counts for one uh i don't think there's more super delegates than regular delegates though are there, there is when they look at the numbers of them are uh, there i don't think that's correct it's close to two thousand super delegates and it only takes like 2600 to take the election i'll have i'll have to double check that i, I don't i don't think that's correct but it could be i'm not sure but but just off the bat i mean that that to me, I don't, I don't understand the intricacies of it, but that to me seems wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, there, there's a whole lot involved in or surrounding the superdelegates, but here's all you need to know about it. Either A, they're going to vote with the will of the people. And mm -hmm. in that case, they're superfluous or B, they're going to vote against the will of the people being uh, incredibly undemocratic and throw an election. So either way, it doesn't, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be in there. Yeah. That's all you need to know about those. I mean, really. I mean, you could look up more and about why. I mean, I don't know why we even have it, but the, but the, the fact is there's somebody along the way said, Hey, I should get more votes than that guy. And someone went, All right. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's. So they're a bit like Aquaman. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Al, I'm curious to see where this is going to go. Well, how so? What? You've lost me, Spike. Just being the worst superhero ever. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be the worst superhero ever. Yeah. Okay, so they're, 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 I was I was I was oh. incorrect. There's 717 superdelegates in the Democratic Party, but right now when they give out the numbers, they also include the numbers of superdelegates that have pledged towards Hillary but have not voted yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and those those That's pledges irrelevant. can swing. They yeah. can they exactly. can change right up until the convention. That's or why at those, the convention. Those numbers shouldn't be used until they're cast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hmm. it's it's a policy that seems so anti-democratic uh, that even the Republicans mm -hmm. don't use it. Hmm. But so oh, it's Democrat only. To be honest, yes, just it's just the Democratic National Convention. Mm. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Both, both parties have their own know. rules. Yeah, which is also kind of complicated. Which is not very democratic. And each state has their own, yes. has their own rules within those parties. So, so, so you guys seem very pro Bernie Sanders. I think um, 
Sorry, uh, sorry who? That, I, I, you guys seem very <laughs> sort of pro Bernie Sanders to me. Like you're going to vote for him? Yes. So, Saunders, Bernie Saunders, Sa- Sanders. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me say that again. You guys seem you guys seem very pro Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, <laughs> so Dan and I had a uh, chat about this a few weeks ago. Actually, mm-hmm. um, we. It seems that um, there were a couple of stories coming out that if if. Sanders doesn't beat um, <laughs> Hillary, then uh, many of his voters will vo- rather vote for Trump than vote for Hillary. Is that accurate or, or not? I, I've heard a lot of that too. Yeah. If, the, if that's true, they're idiots. Yeah, complete and utter mm-hmm. idiots. I've heard them say they'll either vote for Trump or they won't vote at all. Which is a vote for uh-huh. Trump. Which is a vote for, yes. Yeah. Which uh, mm-hmm. is scary. Yeah, I think, I think that's a naive, ignorant, petulant, shitty way to view things. Yep, and, and, it's, and it's total nonsense. Mm. Yeah, Hillary Hillary is definitely better than any any of the Republicans. Yeah, it's that whole Sanders or bust campaign or Bernie or bust campaign. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Hey, it's Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, I mean, part of that is that because Americans use flatter vowels for sure, but also there is an S A U N D E R S surname and that's Saunders. Uh-huh. Okay. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, I'm sure he cared a lot about that. <laughs> yeah, he cared so much about that. Um, <laughs> uh, so I have a little game that I put together concerning Donald Trump, um, and it's going to be a buy or sell. So I'm going to read a few uh, paragraphs about how Donald Trump may stumble uh, and lose and eventually lose himself the nominee with these potentialities. And the idea is that after I'm done reading one of these points, everyone will vote if they buy that argument as a possibility or if they want to sell it. And then at the end, we'll tally it and see where we think we stand on Donald Trump's potential for the nominee. Sound sound good? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, first point is that uh, Donald Trump has snatched a number of, of straight victories, built a powerful lead in national polls, and knocked several opponents out of the race. His path to the Republican nomination looks wider than ever, but it still contain, p- could contain pitfalls and roadblocks, um, such as billionaires getting into the game. Um, top Republican donors have, sh- have shied away from confronting Trump, uh, but at some point the party's bankrollers may get serious about saving it from the, from the man they view as a catastrophe. If they did, this could represent a serious threat to Mr. Trump, uh, tens of millions of dollars in attack ads blank- uh, blanketing the landscape of primary states. Uh, but they've, to this point, withheld some of their dollar some of their money but a few million dollars to anti except for a few million dollars to an anti-trump group um even the Koch brothers who are seen who are seen as deeply resistant to trump have remained on the sidelines will this be a potential stumbling stumbling block for trump or was that too convoluted oh Did- man that's deep <laughs> um <laughs> i would say no so ryan's gonna sell that one Okay, let me see if I can make this more simple. Um, there are, <laughs> okay, there are there are there are a, a number of known billionaires yet to support any of the nomin- uh, 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 Republican candidates. Okay, the the question is if they decide to get involved, who and they're and they are anti-Trump at least to this point. If they decide to get involved, is is that enough to take him out of the lead for nominee? No. Yeah. No. No. I mean, this race has already been kicked off. You're going to join the, a, 
a, a marathon from like when everybody's at the middle. Yeah, well, and if they're going to get in, then they should do that as soon as possible because at this point it's almost too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hang on, they could get in and run against him. You're saying, or they just they just throw their weight behind somebody they'll, else? They'll fund. They'll someone. They'll else. fund somebody else. And and that's okay. to- but somebody else that's already running. So it will be a cruise or a whoever. Probably. Well, and I mean, all you but have they to do, you know, all you have to do, really, is look at Jeb Bush's campaign. He he was throwing money, oh, yeah. just setting it on fire, and it didn't matter. Yeah, what some one hundred and seventy million or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. none of that mattered because he was such a shitty candidate. Well, and he, I mean, you know, it's a guy that makes Ben Carson look charismatic. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of the things I don't get about American politics is it seems to be a huge, hugely amount about the money. And we don't really have that over here because when you're running for prime minister, I think David Cameron's campaign budget was like $150,000 equivalent or something Uh like that because you can't advertise on TV. Maybe you can send out a few leaflets and that's pretty much it. But I was curious in America that if you bombard people with leaflets and television advertising, how many people change their mind off the back of a, a piece of paper that comes through their mailbox or does it really swing people yeah. that much just because they've got 10 more letters from one than from yeah, the other? Way too many people. And, yep. and when you're, and when you're saturated in it, when it's everything you see everywhere, yeah. you come to think that, oh, well, I'm seeing this person everywhere. Everybody must agree with them. Yeah. Much of it's just, yeah. just yeah. name and, recognition. And yeah. it's the undecided mm-hmm. too. There's a large number of people in the U.S. who are undecided and that's who they're going after, I think, the most. Well, and I think the way the UK runs their elections is a lot more equitable as mm-hmm. far as candidates running. I mean, it's a very short time frame. There are a lot of restrictions on what they can and can't do. It's it's a lot better process. Much I think. more democratic. I mean, and th- this is this is a, a large part of the pl- the Saunders platform. I mean, and it is probably to get rid of that. It probably costs them close to fifty thousand dollars just to put their name on every single ballot in every single state. Yeah, they have to file in every single state individually and pay. Okay, so regarding your question, um, my <laughs> my heart says yes, but my head says no. <laughs> okay, so, so tough. <laughs> so you're you're gonna sell I'm, that I'm one? I'm gonna go no. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm gonna sell that one right. as well. <laughs> Perfect. I will. I will simplify the rest of these. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's here's the second question: Is it is it possible that that one of the alternates, Rubio or Cruz? Will be able to pick up enough momentum to catch or surpass Trump. Yes. Yeah, I think Cruz has a chance. Is it possible? Yes. Yeah, that was probably worded poorly because that yeah, that thing is that's, it possible. Yeah, that's what it hinges on, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Is it is it likely? Let's say that is. I would think the only one of the two that it would be true for, from my very limited perspective, would be Cruz. I, I I don't know enough about the other guy. He's not made enough headlines. I, I, is it possible? For me to yes. Think he stands any chance. What? I, Sorry, uh, is it possible? No, is it likely? Yes. I, I, I think it's. I, I would go with the yes. I think you had that reverse. Yeah, I think spike. you flipped that. Oh yeah, so yeah, other other way around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it likely? Okay, no. So <laughs> I, I would go with the yes on that one, but at the same time, the the candidate will not be able to get enough votes to actually win the party outright. Okay, so that's a sell. Well, at this point, nobody's going to be able to get enough votes to win the party outright if they keep going with these many candidates. Well, Trump can't. Not Trump, with, Trump can if he if he wins Florida and yeah, Ohio, yeah. he's he's basically won. Are those yeah. ones not split states? Um, I, yeah, I don't remember. Are. But okay. if he wins, the way they were doing the math on everything that I've seen, if he wins Florida and Ohio, it's basically checkmate. And what okay. makes that very interesting is that those are the two home states of of opponents. Yeah, Rubio That's from Florida yeah, and, and Kasich. Kasich from Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Ca- Cabbage has been in Ohio for a long, long time. Yeah. 
<laughs> and apparently there was a meeting between Jeb Bush, uh, John Kasich, Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio uh, within the last couple days. And since that meeting, uh, competing campaigns have pulled out of Florida and Ohio. So Ted Cruz has pulled out of Florida and Ohio, hoping that those states will swing for Rubio for the home team. Yeah, yeah. That Florida will go to Rubio and Ohio will go to Kasich. So they're the rest of the Republicans are actively working against Trump right now. Yeah, he's he's basically this is basically an extended political uh, version of Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I made this prediction. We, you know, we, we, we are the two psychic chaps as well. Yes. I said that the Republican <laughs> party would, would decide that Trump was not Republican enough for them. And I'm wondering if something like that will happen where they basically vote him out. Hmm. I think, I think the party establishment has already said yeah. as much and they're working to keep him from getting the nomination. Well, less and less that's the case though. I well, mean, you know, we saw. We saw right after that massive dick measuring competition on stage that uh, Christie came out and uh, supported Trump. That was nothing but political pandering yeah. and, and opportunism on on his part, though, because he wants to be the vice president. I, I understand that, but but Same uh, with Ted Cruz. he's establishment. Uh, he's he. I would. I think he would argue that. I don't think he would say that he's establishment. He's he's only he only did that in a, as a political maneuver to become vice president. That's he what doesn't he give would a say shit. About he, he would have supported Satan himself if he was going to get the nomination. <laughs> <laughs> well, so would I. But <laughs> I've got my hand up. <laughs> um. When do they pick their vice president? When does that happen? Is that after you've got? down to one uh, or do they, not they usually announce independently before yeah, so typically the way it works is that they go through the through the nomination process they go through all the states you know occasionally they'll pick a running mate to travel around with them to the states as they're doing the nomina- going through the nominating process um, a lot of the time what happens mm-hmm. is that after they after whichever party picks their nominee during their uh, what are they their during their, their convention yeah convention, during their yeah. convention um then they'll either announce there or they'll pick their running mate shortly thereafter. And sometimes, like I said, they'll pick them ahead of time just to try to help swing or pull more votes yeah. toward, toward, you know, a two person ticket. But yeah, a lot of the time it happens after the convention or at the convention that they'll announce their running mate. Mm-hmm. So who do you think Trump is going to have as his running mate? Because we, were really worried over here when Sarah Palin appeared back on the scene. Yeah. When I say worried, we were also in hysterics. Yeah. We were laughing our asses off that she appeared again. Um, but I, uh, for a second, I thought she would be his. his I don't. I don't mate. think he'll do that. That's a bad business decision. He watched. He watched that tank McCain's yeah. campaign. So well, I, I don't think yeah. he's going <clears> to <throat> do that. The funny thing is, she came out to support him and has completely disappeared since then. Because I think they got so much so much bad press about it. They're hiding her now. Yeah, I think Trump was not on board with that. But I, I'm I'm actually less worried about that and more worried about the fact that Trump has already mentioned he may consider Cruz for the Supreme Court dis- uh, position. Oh, please no. Oh, yeah. I I think I think that the reason we've seen uh, Chris Christie endorse Donald Trump is because there was some kind of negotiation and deal made there that if you endorse me, I'll I'll make you my running mate. I can't imagine that Christie would have endorsed him otherwise. Yeah. Hmm. What yeah. if he goes for David Dukes? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I don't know this man. Just met him. 
But uh, <laughs> I think you make a good DP. <laughs> then, I, then I think we have officially uh, left Godwin fallacy territory. I can Just, I can oh, almost yeah. guarantee you that if he that if he were to pick somebody like David Duke or David Duke himself to be his running mate, his poll numbers would go down. The votes wouldn't change. Yep. Yeah. People would be afraid to say publicly and out yep. loud that they would vote for that, but they still would. Yep. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Keep, yep. Keep the bigot in the closet. Scary times. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Do you guys think that uh, Trump will have a uh, bad debate that will that will hurt his effects or it's hurt his chances as for nominee? It, it, he keeps saying the same thing over well, and over again. Poor speak. Yeah, poor speaking ability hasn't been a stumbling block for him so far. Yeah. Has it? No, I mean, no, absolutely. <laughs> every time he appears, he barely strings a sentence together, and yet still people cheer and scream, and he still gets. Good numbers, yeah. so I don't see how yeah. it could be. I mean, he, I can't really see him in a proper debate. He would just keep saying, I'm going to win. I've won. No matter what happened in the debate, he would come out saying, I've won that. Right. Yeah. And that would be all he'd do. Right. And so we, we just think unless the Republican Party finds a way to vote him out or to get him out, I think he, he'll definitely be the Republican nominee. Well, so what we mm-hmm. saw during – I haven't watched the, the, the most recent Republican debate, but the one prior to that, the one that they held last week that we – uh, that I just summarized on our most recent show. But during that debate, uh, the topic of Donald Trump's taxes came up. And I think this is something that the, that the other candidates and campaigns really need to start hammering on. They need to exploit this weakness because he's not going to release his tax returns. He's, he's loath to do so because I'm sure that on those tax returns, you'll see that he hasn't paid anywhere near his fair share of taxes. Yeah. He's, he's taken every opportunity to, to take advantage of every single loophole that, he, loophole that he possibly can, I imagine that he hasn't paid much at all in taxes for decades. And so he doesn't want to release those tax returns. And that's something that the other campaigns need to continue harping on. But I think they're also a little bit afraid of that with the, with the donor class and getting in yeah. trouble with them. But yeah. if, yeah. if he either refuses to release his taxes or they come out and people see how horribly he's abused the system and how little he's paid in taxes, that's really going to turn off a lot of the blue-collar people who are currently supporting him. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I think that would be America, enough. But he was saying he gets audited every year for the past 12 yeah. years. And I think, yeah, if you're audited, it's a random process. If they suspect something or if they randomly choose your company your, or your organization, but if he has been audited for the past 12 years, then surely something must be fishy there. Well, and the way mm. of the, a lot of the algorithms work for auditing processes, and you can see this when you fill out your personal uh, taxes, if you use anything like uh, TurboTax or anything like that, usually at the end of your taxes, when you're doing them, it will tell you, you know, based on the things that you've reported, these are your odds of getting audited. Um, and it's because the IRS will look at certain things, you know, they'll, they'll look at how much money you're reporting bringing in versus how much you've paid in taxes, how many types of deductions you're taking and how much you're taking for those deductions. That all, that all goes into these giant computer algorithms that run through and say, okay, what is the likelihood that there's shenanigans being, being played here? And if the likelihood, you know, and then, and then they, they match that against, uh, you know, more information and say, okay, there may be shenanigans here. Is it worth our time to go after this person to try to recoup some of those funds? Or is this, you know, very little money? So they, they run through all of this and then they, they pick, you know, a pool of from, you know, so they'll do this for everybody, right? And then from that, it creates this, this pool of low hanging fruit. 
And based on staffing numbers and, and number of people that they have available to work cases, they'll, they'll assign out the easiest cases or the cases that they think that they can recoup some of the funds that should have been paid and were not. And so if he's getting audited every year, I would say certainly there's, there's something fishy at least in his tax returns. Yeah. I'd be surprised if that was enough to damage him at this point. I think, I think they need a bigger scandal. Someone needs to dig something up where he's been caught murdering. <laughs> A hooker, or he's been funding ISIS, yeah. or yeah. there's there's got to be someone's got to come up with something. I'm sure he's been up to no yeah. good. Yeah, much much worse than a, a tax fiddle. There's got to be something. Yeah, well, and I, I in guess his closet it, that they can pull out this. Worse I guess than it that. all kind of depends on how they decide to spin the narrative, right? If the mm. if the if the if his competitors try to spin the narrative that you know he's not American, he's not contributing, he's not paying part of what he should be paying. Then, then that will look really bad if he indeed is not paying his fair share of taxes. But if they try to spin it and say, you know, or Trump could try to spin it and say, no, I game the system and, you know, nobody should be paying very much in taxes. I'm just taking advantage of, of the things that I can to make sure that I don't pay, you know, more than I should, which yeah, I think I- probably nobody should be paying nearly as much taxes as they, as they are anyway. So yeah. it depends on what narrative people try I to go with. I think that's exactly how he'd spin it. I think exactly. he just, is, yeah. he did the right thing for his business mm. and for his shareholders or for what he did. He would spin it that way. Yeah. I think he dodged that one. He, he has said as much. Uh-huh. I, I, I actually agree with irregular Dan on this one. I, I, I think we're talking about, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a, a whole bunch of ignorant, uninformed, uh, undereducated people who already hold the position, as m- many right-wingers do, that taxes are illegal and nobody should have to pay any of them. So he's going to become a greater hero for having figured yeah. out how to avoid doing what they already despise. Okay, so let me throw another one at you. Mm-hmm. So that will help him in the primary. It will kill him in the general. If he spins it that way, yeah. it will help him yeah. in the primary because his base is all about that. But in the general, that will kill him. I don't think he's courting any moderate votes anyway. I mean, especially against Hillary. True, true. But I'm saying right now, of course, he would lose to either Hillary or Bernie, right? In in almost every poll that I've seen, yeah. he loses to them in a landslide. Yeah, hail Satan. But Jeez. but if he <laughs> but if he wins the nomination and this information about his taxes comes out that, you know, he hasn't been paying his fair share and he tries to spin it and do whatever then i mean he will lose he will lose so much his head will be spinning it'll be ridiculous incredible there'll be so much losing you won't even be able to handle it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i read a few articles about bernie and his age um some people saying he's too old mm-hmm. what do you guys think about that uh seeing how well he runs around and how energetic he is i don't think he's too old i think 70s the new 50 and honestly, <laughs> and honestly, Clinton's not that much younger than he no. is. And she's already had medical issues. And ne- neither she's is Trump. 68, so. I was yeah. going to say, Trump's 69. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, the difference hmm. between all three of them is three years. Mm. Just Bernie oh, well, looks like Doc Brown. So, yeah, but I think, I think Bernie just looks older than them because he doesn't dye his hair. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. Right. Yeah. And comb it most of the time. Or, he hardly ever combs it. But or wear makeup. E- even if Even if the other two were, you know, like in their 40s. Uh, I still wouldn't care. I mean, uh, to me, that's a little bit of a red sure. herring. I mean, I, the the thing is, I like his policies, and I like the way that he's pushing American politics to centralize a little bit because it's just been so 
borderline fascist fascistic for for you know or going in that direction anyway that it's nice to see to see a good balance and and hillary's been forced to adopt many of his positions as she otherwise wouldn't have done and so he's even gotten her to move in just in a few months uh more to a central position and and even if he had a f- only a few years in the white house to try to do the things that he wanted to do i still think that would be a net positive for the united states Plus, I think among most other countries and our allies, he would be the one we would want in the office. Well, and, you know, he's going to pick a, a vice president that reflects at least part of his, the, the positions he holds, and that's who would take over. So we'd, we'd still be left in pretty good shape, I think. Yeah, I think those were all really good points. Thank you. Elizabeth Warren. Uh, yeah, I like Elizabeth VP. Warren. I don't think I don't think he's I don't know. Is she more important in the Senate? Or, I, or do you want to pull her from the Senate to, to have her be Veep? She's a lone voice in the Senate. Yeah, but, if but, he, a, but if, a good one. Yeah. If if Bernie pulls her over on the his side, which I think she would go there, that also could pull some of the women voters that are only voting for Hillary because she's a woman. Well, and she has said that she doesn't want to run because she wants to stay in the Senate. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on if she would even agree to do that. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think she'd be a great choice. I just don't know that she'd agree to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did how did you guys get your start uh, in in the podcasting world, as it were? Well. I wanted to start a podcast for many years and I thought I didn't want to do it on my own because it, I thought it was probably going to be a bit lonely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I asked around, asked everyone. Um, no one really wanted to. Oh, I was, oh, thanks for that. I wasn't the first choice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dirty laundry. Uh, no, no, Dan, this was many years before I met you. <laughs> so. Yeah, oh, okay. So I, I left it for a few years, and then when I met Dan, um, we worked together for about four years. We 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 sat about two desks away from yeah, each other, and then I posed the question, and Dan said, "Yep, let's do it." And yep, that's how we started. Awesome. And so, how did you guys meet or know each other? Just work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just through work. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, just through work. No. So yeah, we both work in IT for a, a large organization, which we. We're never going to know because okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're still working there, but in different capacities. But um, yeah, we, we were always talking, and then Spike changed roles, so he's gone and got a different uh, job, and is now in a different building. Asshole. So we, it was it was around that point that we started the podcast up because yeah. we weren't talking daily anymore. We thought, oh, we can still have a chat. And nice. We knew we agreed on a lot of things so that we thought would be good for. We used to have us, loads so. of interesting conversations with colleagues, and we always found that Dan and I more or less had the same opinions on things. Um, I would, so I would say we probably approach things in a bit more of a skeptical or rational manner. So we kind of felt that, that it might work, uh, doing, doing this podcast together. So what, what is the culture like over there right now? I've only been through the UK a few times, never actually stayed there, but I've always gathered it's more of, you know, the skeptical nature. There's more, it's easier to be an out atheist over there. It's easier to, be a non-religious oh, person. yeah. I mean, if you're in London, it's, yeah, if you're in London, it's not really an issue at all, um, compared to what I've seen, you know, when I've been in Chicago. Right. Yeah. Don't even think the term atheism is seen as a big deal here. People don't just see religion as, as important. So I think being an atheist and atheism is not really seen as something would openly class themselves as, mm. as they just don't see it's important by the majority. I know in the States it's different. People are much more open about their narrow, privileged view of their religious opinion. Yeah. So I guess you probably need to be more open about what you proclaim to be, I guess, <laughs> or your opinions towards it. 
Yeah, it's it's it, assumed. I it's mean, it's assumed you're religious here. Yeah, yeah, pe- yeah. people will. The, one of the first questions when they meet you will be, "What church do you go to?" I mean, it's yeah. not it's not even a f- mm. it's not even an option that there's any other possibility. It's for a lot of people. Nope. So, what do you guys think of? You know, I'm I'm trying to think of some of the more prominent uh, British atheists I know, and, and the first one that sprung to mind, besides Dawkins, was besides Dawkins was Pat Condell. What, do you guys watch any of his videos or know much about him? I'm not, I'm not familiar with that no, one. No, never heard that before. Oh, well then, never mind. <laughs> what about Christopher Hitchens? <laughs> well, huh? well, yeah, Hitchens well and of course Hitchens. Yeah, well, I mean, there's tons though. I mean, Ricky Gervais, Stephen yeah. Merchant, Russell Howard. I mean, it goes on and on. Oh yeah, I mean, the, the, I think the mainstream sort of entertaining atheists um, we're probably both fairly familiar with. Stephen um, Fry. We would not. Stephen Fry. Uh, oh, we love him, but he's disappeared from Twitter oh. now. He's he's uh. left Twitter because he was getting too many insults oh, and yeah. things. But um, which I like is a shame. My- but um, yeah, I mean, we're we're not particular. I mean, I think we both got a small little atheist library each. I, I think Spike's probably got a few Dawkins books, and I've got a couple. But we're not. I don't think there's the need for them mm. over here because you you don't you're not bombarded with the religious mm-hmm. stuff as much. Yeah. So maybe you don't need to seek it out. If I as was quite as much as you guys probably feel you would over there. Uh, yeah, if I was still living in South Africa, it would still be a big deal mm-hmm. because people tend to be it, it, it tend to tend to be like the states. So, um, like you said, people would would suppose that you are, are belong to some type of religion. And if you know I'm an atheist, and if you openly admit to it, it's like, oh, wow, that guy's an atheist. Oh. Right. It, it'll be a massive thing. So, yeah, but yeah, it's just it's just so calm, laid back. People don't yeah. even care. Mm-hmm. Well, ac- according to a lot of our tinfoil hat wearers here in the U.S., <laughs> we're hearing quite a bit of rumor that over there in the U.K. right now, you're under Sharia law. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the rumor we hear through the tinfoil hat wearers. Well, yeah, that was going to be my next question is if you guys are familiar with, like, Anjum Chowdhury and and, oh, yes. and people like that. Oh, that nutcase, yeah. <laughs> well, he's just a joke. He's just a joke. So, we'll, we'll tell us. But- you know, he gets a lot of attention. Yeah, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about Anjum Chowdhury or what you know about him. Um, well, he, he's got a very small group of followers, um, based in a, a mosque in, in London. He often just comes out with these ridiculous attention grabbing stunts, um, and things that he claims that his little group wants to achieve. So they said they wanted to, uh, turn Buckingham Palace into a mosque. Mm. <laughs> um, they wanted to, uh, what was it? Uh, fly the, flag of ISIS in Downing Street. Just that they were just, you know, whatever's sensational that they think will get a bit of attention. I, I think they're more attention seekers than anything else. Yeah, yeah and he, because they're not and he, he often adds, adds a couple of zeros, couple of zeros, to, zeros to people who follow people them, he thinks so, follows him. Uh, um yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> he's a joke. Many, many people in the UK find he's a big joke. Well. well and he was wasn't he arrested a couple of years ago or last year or something? I can't remember what was he arrested Pro- for. Probably, I can't. Re- I mean, yeah, I think um, it was. Oh, I'd have to Google uh, it. A few but- times <laughs> questioned because I think some of the terrorists who went abroad to fight for ISIS or became suicide bombers, I think, or he carried out various things all over the world, were found to be connected to him in some way through his teachings or his um, uh, different street operations, I should say. Well, it was a fin- Finsbury Park Mosque is the famous yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. one that's so had a lot of people. And there was the guy times. that... Yeah. They, they had a quite famous preacher there who's... Um, Abu Hanza, wasn't it? The guy with the hooks for hands and one eye. Um, uh, him, he was... This is the real He guys. was there as well, and I think he was... <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a bond villain. <laughs> well, so over here in the US, um, all over the place, really, but 
primarily through places like the Bible Belt. We've got street preachers, you know, just these raving lunatics who have made up their own little brand of Christianity and decide to condemn everybody from the sidelines on their soapbox just on the corner of any given street whenever they decide to be out there. Do you guys have anything like that in, in Britain? Oh, yeah. I mean, you get... Yeah, you get idiots that stand on street corners and, I mean, you've got Speaker's Corner. That's mm-hmm. what it's there yeah. for is people go there and bring their own crate, stand on it and shout whatever rubbish they want. But it's, it's not taken seriously. They don't get followers. We don't build a church around them. Yeah. Well, um, it used to be more prominent, but I guess after the whole anti-terrorism laws came into place, uh, people watch more what they say. Um, but back in the day, people could say almost anything they wanted to, but now they tend to be a bit more wary about what they're saying on the streets. Well, what are the new anti-terrorism laws that were passed? Um, I don't know, Dan, if you know exactly what it is, but I know if you're inciting violence or you're inciting hatred in any way. There's, yeah, there's if, if you the, are the biggest change to be was, inciting any of yeah. those aspects in any way. Yeah, they basically introduced measures that it, I don't think they'd get away with this in America because you'd probably say it's an infringement of free speech, perhaps. Uh, yeah. But um, if you're inciting racial hatred is one of them as well, um, or inciting violence. How do, how do they define um, in that, inciting? That has I mean, that seems to be a sticky one. Well, that it's, yeah, it's probably up to the judge at that point to, to say whether they've crossed the line or not. I'm not sure if there's guidelines somewhere that say specifically these words, but, um, yeah, you do, it doesn't, you don't get too many, um, stories about people being arrested for it, to be honest. I think, it's, it's more a policeman would if – if someone was out in public doing a stupid little demonstration in a town centre or whatever, I think a policeman would say, stop doing that or you're going to get arrested. And at that point, most people would probably <laughs> stop. I think that's probably the end of it. But, you know, now and again, people do oh. push it. And then they get shot, right? <laughs> oh. No, oh. don't do that. Oh, I, thought that was, I thought that was standard. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I, getting shot was a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here in the U.S., we do hear a lot of – even, like, with the Republicans on stage saying, you know – we w- we don't want Bernie in office. We don't want to turn out like Europe. We don't want the the yeah. immigrants coming in. We don't want Sharia law. We don't want all this. So there's a lot of people in the U.S. who actually do kind of believe that the U.K. is turning into a Muslim country ruled by Sharia law almost, and yeah. they fear it, and it's kind of crazy. Well, I think come o- come over. Visit yeah, yeah. It's, 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 you don't have that at all. Yeah, I, I can tell you. It's probably more chance of Sharia. Spike, your uh, audio is oh, yeah. awful. We, I was going to say something, too. I didn't know if you could hear it. I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm glad I'm not recording that on this end. Yeah. That's all that. Is it still? It sounds like you turned like an after effect on there, Spike. You sound like an echoey robot. It's kind of cool, actually. I'm not. Oh dear, he's made now it worse. It's, now it's like a dance music. <laughs> that was like, like an 8-bit Nintendo game. Electro. <laughs> I have no idea how it changed anything. Is it still, is it still like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. As you always, guys speak amongst yourselves. I'll try and plug, plug it and back in again. Okay. Well, we still have Dan. It actually sounded kind of cool. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was just going to... Oh, now mine's off. Is that sounding bad to you, Irregular oh. Dan? <laughs> Uh, it was for a second. It's okay. Yeah, now, it Are we sure there's not a UFO about both of our, our homes, all strange. three of our homes right now? You know what the government is listening? Oh, it's a, yeah. Do you it's know what NSA. It is? Yeah, I was just about to say, We're on- exactly. We're having a transatlantic yep. Skype call, and we've just mentioned the word ISIS and <laughs> Sharia law, and all the, we're probably being monitored right <laughs> and, now. By- and, we've, and we've been on over an hour, so yeah, certainly they, they, <laughs> they're tracking they've us. figured that they, out. Yeah. They have found us. <laughs> okay, I'm back. How about now? <laughs> You've brought the NSA with you, Spike. Uh... 
<laughs> oh, that's better. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, it's crackling cool. a little. A little bit crackly, but hopefully it's not in your yeah. recording, Spike. I, I, I don't even know what I was saying. Yeah, I was saying oh, that <laughs> um, <laughs> Sharia law probably has a better chance in South Africa, I would think, um, mm. due to all the very religious crazies over there. But I can guarantee you, you should come to, to the UK you would see there's not a chance, not a chance. Hmm. I I think the reason why that that even catches on in the United States is not only because of the sensationalist uh, form our media takes, but also because we do have religious crazies that get put into power. And so when we see that other places, we're like, oh, shit, they're doing it too. It's it's easier to believe because we do it. Mm. That's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting, but don't most Americans never – is it still – 50% 50% will never own a passport in their lifetime. Oh, it, will never I would think, holders. yeah. Is that I would think at least that high. Yeah, I would say I, at I least 50%, yeah. if not higher. Yeah. Because, I mean, I brought you know, relatives of my wife over here, and that was the first time they'd ever left the country, and just their expectations of what they were going to walk into was, was quite amusing from my oh. perspective. <laughs> my, my mother-in-law asking if, if we had microwaves in England and what? things like that. <laughs> just, uh, and I, I was so tempted to, you know, Yes, we've, we've got one. The village shares it. And when the hunters bring back food, we, we all gather around it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and everybody's a chimney sweep, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's e- true. <laughs> <laughs> even, even my wife uh, had a, the silly idea that because you guys are in the UK, they, certainly you must know Russell Howard. And I've got to ask you about that. But obviously that, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think she realizes that there's – that it's the same, like, you know, being in one of the states here. Everybody yeah. doesn't know each other, you know. Yeah. It's like when yeah, I, I, you know, I get that a lot. Yeah, like in, when I meet people yes, and they so. say, oh, you're from South Africa. Oh, do you know John? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I Yeah, do. I get that a lot in the states with um, people. I've, and I've said, how many – I've asked people over there, how many people do you think live in England? Right. And the, the, the estimate that's come back is, is, I think the lowest was like a couple hundred thousand or something like that. Oh, like, yeah, try, try, try 70 million and yeah. you're a bit closer. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah. But, but, well, American public education. And it's <laughs> finest. So we hear, we hear quite a bit too that, you know, the, the Brits have a lower estimation of a lot of the American populace. And, you know, on, on this side of the pond, we, I say we in the more colloquial term, not we here at the table, but we as Americans view England as kind of the 51st state. No. Yes. I don't. I've never even heard that. You've never you heard not? that? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I have, um, I have a friend who spent two years living in Japan, um, and he had a, he got into a massive debate um, with somebody over there um, when, I, when I was visiting, and they were basically arguing as to which country was the 51st state. Was it Japan or was it England? And... and <laughs> Both were saying it was the other, so... Why would you want that? I don't think they wanted it. They oh, were just saying, you okay. know, who, who is under the control of or who is most heavily influenced by. Oh, I, um, oh, I see, I see. Okay. Well, well Japan yeah. was the most recent one to want to blow us up, so... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot on that list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if and if the Trumps to take over, there'll be many more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Cruz. Yeah. Well, that was going to be. I, was, I wanted to ask the question because I don't know if you guys would know this, but does the president actually have, like we see in the action movies, would if Trump got in, would he have access to a panel or a button or a box somewhere where he could literally go down and hit a few buttons, um, it, get his hamper in, and nuke somebody? Could it, he do it all on his own? It's no. not exactly like that. No. Um, 
for I really hope I, it's I think not. the I think the amount of power that the American president has would frighten a lot of people. Yeah. I mean they they could. I mean they can take executive action and they can they can basically declare war for was it 30 or 90 days before, before they have to seek congressional Congress. approval. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I, I guess I was saying in the sense of that it's a, that it's a, an actual button is probably not necessarily true. But I mean, w- you know, we don't have to look any further than than back to George W. Bush and what he was able to do to go into countries for no apparent reason, in fact, completely false reasons, and and engage in decades long wars. So, well, yeah, know. and it wasn't that he went on television to announce that he was going to do something. He went on television to say, "Here's what we are doing." Yeah, right. We have already invaded. We are already bombing. And, yep. and I do know for a fact that in order to launch a nuclear weapon in the United States, it takes multiple people pressing buttons. It's the power is not solely in one person to push a button to actually okay. arm and yeah. launch. It's it's a group of people that all have to push a button to basically all work together, where you can't or push all the buttons codes at the same yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so God is going to have to tell more than one person then. Good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, it it I think it depends largely on who those other people are. I mean, if they if they are trusted members of you know, say high up secret service, they're just going to do whatever the president says. Well, I, don't, I don't know if that's the case, but I'm just saying whatever, it's a, whatever it's a military, it's a military position. Okay. It's mm-hmm. a military position. So they're under the direct authority of the commander in chief, which means that yeah. if that's his decision, they'll just take need to obey but orders. You also, there's also a thing in your oath of conduct that says, if you find the order given to you not to be, you know, a good order, you can defy it. Mm, yeah. Well, if you're given a, an but, unlawful but at order, that point, they shoot you and bring the next guy in. Right. That, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make me feel any better about it. But <laughs> yeah, um, I think we're probably getting close to time here. I have oh, I, okay. I have one other thing I want it at least unless I mean, we could we can still talk about whatever, whatever you'd like. Uh, but one thing I do want to get to, I have a I have put together a list here of some actual British place names. <laughs> oh no, my geography is awful, so <laughs> this is not going to go well for me. Well, so I've 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 cata- I've cataloged a, a few of the what I thought were some of the best ones and included a, a, an American translation for our listeners what the, what they okay. might, what they would be here. Um and if you guys but, know anything of the history of any of these places, you, you can feel free to jump in, but um the first one is Bishop's Itchington. Which here would be the local Catholic church, but um, <laughs> it sounds like it needs a cream. Yeah. Do, shall I Google these and let me let me find out? And then I, I don't I don't know that specifically. I, I, but I can tell you. Maybe I know where it's near. One. It's in staffs or staffs. I'm not sure. <laughs> well done, uh, West you. Midlands. <laughs> See, I have no idea how my accent sounds to. to oh, this is tiny. You're, you're picking out a. Ti- this is it's a village and civil parish, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh, in the Stratford and Avon district of Warwickshire. Right. So, well, I didn't say that I got the largest populace. I just said I got the funniest. <laughs> no, no. <one>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not that small. You're, in a minute, you're going to be now. Do you know a road called? <laughs> oh well, I, I'm. It's actually just more for entertainment. I don't. I don't really need. You know, if if you happen to know, that's fine. If not, okay. That's no, no. I was too. curious to look up the area. Just yeah. In case. Okay. <laughs> uh, number two on here is Bitchfield, Lincolnshire. I guess. Bitchfield. Oh yes, Bitchfield. I know. Uh huh. So here, that would be Carly Fiorina Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> uh booty lane north yorkshire is that real that is that where Nicki minaj lives uh, Nicki it's minaj just is. filled with it's just filled with trunks of cars though oh right <laughs> well i was thinking it was hugh hefner's driveway 
I make I make a call there once a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have a place called Brown Willie Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah so for the americans that's mr cosby oh, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> no comment <laughs> um i've just um i've just looked up brown william wikipedia uh-huh. uh and apparently it's uh, from the cornish uh meaning hill of swallows <laughs> even well, worse that's so not even better that's yeah. not any better <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would have had the courage to put Brown Willie into Google search. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not clicking on images. No. <laughs> uh, there's also a place in Northumberland called Bushy Gap. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Which here is Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> I was, I was going to say it's leftover from the 70s. Yeah. Uh, uh, there appears to be a cat holes in Cumbria. Okay. <laughs> I know Cumbria. I oh, don't know cat holes. Yeah. So that's Alabama's <laughs> sheep substitute. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's also a Clap Hill in Kent, um, which was Bill Clinton's White House for Americans. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Cock Alley. That's really a thing. Yep. Uh, I, yeah. can, I can believe that. <laughs> yep. Google well, said it is. it is. Yeah. You've got Cock Fosters is the end of the Met line. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> in case in case any Americans don't understand, Cock Alley is the tattoo on Janice Jameson's tongue. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, there's also a cock shot in Northumberland, apparently. Oh, <laughs> which uh it's... which in the US is ten points in the Ferguson PD. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh Jesus. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um there's a crap stone in Devon, which which I can only assume is Mick Jagger. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite one so far. Well done. Uh, there's also a Fanny Barks. And now this is going to be interesting because that word means two very different things to us. Because yes. Fanny here is, of course, the rear end yeah. where over there it's the front butt. Mm-hmm. Oh, ugh. yeah. <laughs> so Fanny barks. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> uh, well, I had. Um, I don't even write a joke a, for that one. <laughs> I had a friend got into a lot of trouble um, in Florida. We'd, we'd all gone over for a wedding, and she'd rented a car and was driving. And they pulled her over for something, and she got out of the car to go and talk to the policeman, which is not a good thing to do in America, no. as we now understand. Yes. Um, so, so that she wasn't on a good start. Um, and then he asked her where her ID was or a driver's license or something like that. Mm-hmm. And to an English person, the, the trunk of the car, we would call the boot. Yeah. yeah. But you guys, I think the boot would be your ass, wouldn't it? Uh, or your Is shoe. Right? Y- yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. It, it's but not, yeah, it's not very that- common, but... Oh, okay. Well, whatever policeman she was speaking to, when she said that her ID was in her boot, oh. um, he thought she was insulting him or making a crude reference and <laughs> yeah. started reaching for his gun so oh. she was <laughs> yeah florida is probably the worst place to do that too because uh they're fucking morons <laughs> 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 makes sense rubio comes from there uh, yeah <laughs> uh there's i guess there's a place called flesh shank <laughs> Oh, they got good delis. They got good delis. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was just a reference to Ted Cruz's neck. (laughs) (laughs) I guess there's a friar's entry in Oxfordshire. 
Is that a Catholic church? Yeah. <laughs> it's Robin Hood's old secret stash. <laughs> Fudge pack upon Humber. Oh, no. It's not a real place. Apparently, it's in Humbershire. Oh, dear. They make awesome chocolate, though. You can't deny it. <laughs> Did you say chocolate dough? No, chocolate. Oh, no. I chocolate. to close my ears. <laughs> uh, golden oh. Balls. In Oxfordshire. <laughs> is that Ted? Not Ted Trump's Ted. nuts, yeah. Yeah. Trump's yeah. Nuts, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> we'll start with you. Hole of Horcum. Oh. There's a oh. hole of Horcum in, nor- in glory, North Yorkshire. Glory hole? Yeah, I've, I've seen that truck stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll pass on the Harry Potter jokes for now. <laughs> Shitterton, you must know of in Dorset. Uh, Dorset. Yeah, Shitterton. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, so for Americans, that would be New Jersey. Oh, nice. <laughs> only because Chris Christie's from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only, but yeah. Um, Turkey Cock Lane. It's a very short street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, what about Upper Shoot, Hampshire? Upper Shoot. Shoot. Yeah. Well, well, we've got we've got Mud Shoot in London. Is um, <laughs> oh, so that that must be adjacent to Brown Willie Cornwall then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the visual imagery. (laughs) It's not good. You have a wham bottom lane. And it's like, you don't need to rub in that Michael, George Michael is gay. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready for this, guys? Uh Uh-oh, is this the killer one? Black dykes in Angus. (laughs) (laughs) That's Scotland, then. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And there's also a boy sack. Oh. In Angus, <laughs> as well. Like, <laughs> probably right next uh, to the Black Dyke. Uh, or the or Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you for indulging me on that. And I think that, you know, if we're on your show, you can treat us the same way. I'm surprised you didn't mention, there's because there's a mountain in Scotland called the Bastard. Yeah, oh. well, I, I had about a hundred of these and, and had to, <laughs> to condense it, you know, but... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, a few hundred years ago, those would have been perfectly acceptable, I'm guessing. Sure, sure. Yeah. Or Cunt Alley. Are you just saying what's on your mind now? Yeah, I'm just saying random shit. You don't have a paper in front of you, so that's no. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to shift gears a little. Uh, I'm curious, I so I don't know a lot about the politics there, and I'm sure we, we can get into that more on, on your show, but um, I just want to ask a couple of superficial questions. Um, from what I've seen, I tend not to agree as much with david cameron say as i do with jeremy corbyn but yes i but i everything i've seen tim Farron in i tend i tend to like i think i like him quite a bit wherever i've seen him what, how do you guys feel about about those guys so tim Farron is the le- leader of the liberal democrats right is he the new one i can't oh. keep track of the, what's going on with the lib dems he, he's, they've kind of dropped off the yet. map oh, yeah okay. but yeah i mean corbyn is um He's probably a bit like Bernie Sanders, I think. He's uh, just a complete yeah. shake-up to okay. anything. There's never been anyone quite like him, I don't think, in, in that sort of role before. Mm. Um, complete, so, yeah, a, a lot of what he says is incredibly popular, and I think he's very much better liked um, in general than someone like Cameron. Um, and it's probably similar to what you were talking about earlier, where I think a lot of people that vote um, for the Tory party would probably not necessarily admit to doing it 
and in public because it's not viewed as a very nice thing to do these days. <laughs> and um, Tory, but, Tory I mean, would be like the Republicans, right? Um, well, Tories, they're the Conservatives. Uh-huh. Um, is the party that, yeah, the Conservatives or the Tory party is the two names. Okay. Um, whereas Corb- Corbyn is for the Labour Party. Labour, right. Um, which would have been the same as, um, like, Tony Blair would have been mm-hmm. Labour. Really? Um, but now, yeah. Well, that surprises me. I, I, I was just going to yeah, ask I thought because, Blair was a more conservative. Yeah, I would have put Blair with, like, sort of in the Cameron camp. I don't know how either of them would feel about that, but uh, no. <laughs> that's how it appears to me. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't get to be chummy chummy with W, uh, you know, unless you're going to take on some negative uh, uh, connotations, yeah, I guess. That's quite interesting. You made that comment because I've got a couple of American friends who actually said the same thing that they they were surprised when they discovered that Blair was um, Labour. They mm-hmm. thought he was he was he was Tory. Very much. Um, so yeah, I I. I only arrived in the UK after Blair's time, so I'm not really au fait with his... I know he's hated a lot. He's hated even by lots of Brits. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting you said that, because he he was Labour. Hmm. Yeah, that's... that's well, I mean, the, the interesting way to look at it is just to view the Twitter feeds, because if you <laughs> look at anything David Cameron tweets, even if it's something nice, like, you know, <laughs> today we honoured this person for their service in whatever, underneath that will just be this barrage of you absolute fucking blah, blah, just constant <laughs> insult every single tweet um and he's, he's yeah it's, it's the only person that i've seen close to that is donald trump Ooh. if you click on anything that yeah. donald trump has tweeted there's often a barrage of you racist bastard and yeah. all this sort of stuff underneath it um so maybe they get on quite well i don't know <laughs> yeah that's really interesting i hmm i i will need to do more research but i yeah i definitely thought blair was a lot more in line with with david cameron currently but uh. I, well, I don't I think know. I don't parties know. Parties over here are a lot closer to each other than they've ever been before in many respects. Mm. The, the, the things that are different between the two now are so different than if you went back to, you know, like Margaret Thatcher or someone like that. Um, you know, as a very old conservative, uh, mm-hmm. it's much closer now, I think. Um, where it's the exact opposite here in the US. Yeah. We've split apart since those times, since Reagan. We've really gone mm-hmm. polar. Yeah. Well, really everybody's veered right and then only now. Bernie is coming to sort of balance that a little bit, but yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Blair is a labor guy. Wow. That's quite shocking, actually. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I would have guessed that. Huh. Hmm. Uh, there you go. Well, it doesn't make any difference. Not anymore. Just he's the leader. He does, yeah, he's out. He's gone. Mm. He's, he's in the UN now or something, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. That's a, that sounds like a bad thing to have. Yeah, I'm not a f- real fan of Blair, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, ne- neither are most of us. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess in the way that we uh, we all kind of despise W too. Mm. W W <laughs> just D U B Y A W. Well, <laughs> that's how the letter is pronounced in Texas. W W. There w. you go. Very nice. You would fit right in. You just need <laughs> not in sh- Texas. No. Well, I was to say he just needs a shotgun, an AR-15, a big lifted truck, and a Confederate flag. I sure go down yonder Mississippi River. There we go. Catch me some varmints and feisty critters. <laughs> you are in. How do you know words? I'm coming tomorrow. You cracked the code. Now, awesome. what do you think of your cousin, though? Mm, good question. Of who? Of your of your cousin. You, your your American cousin. Yeah. No. Oh no. I think Mike. I think Ryan's asking. 
that if Spike wants to be welcomed into the South, there's got to be some sort of uh, non-relationship ah. attraction. Oh, I see. Oh, sorry. Mm. Yeah, over here, that that area is Norfolk. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is if it- she look good, <laughs> I don't mind. Well, she's got at least two teeth. <laughs> at least two teeth. <laughs> right, which is which is one more than than uh, IQ points. Yes, that's that's, that's funny. My my ex mother in law is from Ipswich in Suffolk, and she said that everybody in Norfolk always looked down on the people in Suffolk. Oh, I think I think you have a lot of that in the UK. Is that yeah. one area? It's the same as anywhere else. Everyone looks down on the neighboring one until someone from even further away steps in, in yeah. which case they all band together. But <laughs> yeah. I think people just like to fight and argue and say nasty things about their neighbors. I hear, I hear a lot of bashing of Kent and Leeds from Londoners. Well, or on top most, here. mostly Russell Howard and Leeds are all a bunch of like hooligans. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. A bunch of, well, I, think, I think Essex yeah. is the prime target. Yeah. I, I, I say Essex is the one to really mock. Mm. <laughs> if you're from London, I'll note that. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go to Essex. Well, Donald you know, Trump would probably fit right in because they're oh, all okay. orange. All the people are orange there. Yeah. They're, they're orange. What is that? It's all fake tan. It's oh, like okay. the fake tan capital of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so New Jersey. You, Jersey yeah. Shore. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. You yeah. know, the, the American think, stereotype that lots of foreigners have that Americans are dumb and they wouldn't be able to point out Australia on a map. And, you know, <laughs> you know that, that type of st- stereotype. If you go to Essex, that's true. Oh, oh, that's true here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, th- I don't. I can't go too far with this America bashing because if my mother-in-law ever listens to this, oh, I hope I'm going to be doesn't. shot the next time I fly out there. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's all in good fun. We're we're the ones doing it. They can take it up with us. If, you know, if any if any Americans, yeah, have a they, problem. I'll send them your way. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your mother-in-law to call me. <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> And by the way, Dan's having a thing with his cousin. Woo wee! That's a bromance. That's a bromance. That is. Oh, they don't allow that in the South. No, no. no. They oh. lynch. They lynch you for that. Oh, but we go shooting. Yes. Well, definitely do that. Okay. And hunting. And hunting. Uh, hunting rabbits. Getting some steel. Yeah. Elmer fudding is what you'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it. Unless you guys had some other things, uh, you skeptical guys. I think that's what it'd be called if it was an American show. You two skeptical guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that's I, cool. That yeah, was fun. I thought it was funny because uh, when I first in, when I first mentioned uh, that I'd been communicating with you guys to Dan and Ryan, um, I was explaining the conversation we had about you deciding to go with the K in skeptical to broaden your listenership, perhaps to the United States, and the reaction was all. Uh, yeah, but they still have chaps in there. So, I mean, it sort of gives it away. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a word we use really at all. So, oh. <laughs> unless you like to ride horses or, yeah. or a leather master in the gay club. Right. That's pretty much what that's for. <laughs> so, oh, darn. We didn't think that one through, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that darn was pretty good. Yeah, I'm so working on a master linguist. <laughs> Well, so how can people find out more about your show? What would you like to plug for us? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. If you are interested in hearing us ramble on, um, it's worth we've it. We've got yeah, we're on we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, um, we've got a Facebook page, and we're, we're we're starting to put some of the episodes on YouTube as well. Um, so yeah, we're we're out there. Just two skeptical chaps. You'll find us somewhere. 
probably at the bottom of a, a list, I imagine. Yeah, just the, <laughs> search for us on any of those media. You'll find us pretty easily. With a, yep. I think we're the only one with the word chaps in it. <laughs> it's a nice bright yellow logo. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, also, it's also easy to search because it's got the number two at the front, so there's, it comes right up in iTunes anyway. Ah, you I thought that because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so your show is the number two skeptical chaps, right? With a K. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us, man. This has been a lot of fun. It's been a real pleasure. Excellent. Thank you for having us. I think it's been our first international yeah. show. Yeah, thanks. Certainly. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, you guys are very well informed as well, so that's nice. Oh, well, not not really, but well, we're, trying to, we're covering it up very well. Hey, we we <laughs> we usually have Americans on, so <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was listening because a few weeks ago you had, uh, I think it was David Silverman, who's like head of the biggest atheist organization in America, and now you've got us. <laughs> so that's quite a step back. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, uh, there's, it's not, we're interested in, you know, I mean, we talked, we, we talked about a little bit of the differences between the climate there and here for skepticism, atheism, and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So our, 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 our main priority and interest in doing this show is to normalize the word like you have in London now, where it's just not even a, not a, bit, a big deal. Here it still is. And so, you know, it doesn't matter what the caliber of the guests are. Um, we're just, you know, or what they, I should say, what the guests, who the, the guests think they or, are yeah. or whatever. I mean, so it's, it's just about, networking spreading it out getting everyone involved and and hopefully that that increases uh normalization in at least in this country and so that's that leads to more acceptance yeah i mean so and you know you guys have a good show yeah i think we we well we were talking to somebody the other day about this because we we're the skeptical chaps but we we're more just skeptically looking at things in the news we're not generally going that Mm -hmm. strong on the the sort of down the atheist road as it were Mm -hmm. Uh, we do now and again and we both are but it's it's we don't feel that we have to push that Mm -hmm. so much and we don't really um enjoy it as much because i think there's a lot of other shows that are just doing that um bashing religion Mm -hmm. thing all the time Mm -hmm. um whereas we're more just looking at the news in general but um, i think i can see over there why you guys would need to do that more Mm -hmm. because you're so bombarded with religious stuff yeah um, well, and I, it, see you, you, I mean, yes, that's true. And it's constant, it's a constant fight to just maintain simple rights. Um, and I think, mm-hmm. I think, uh, it's very telling just to even look at the titles of each show. And that, I think that tells a lot about <laughs> what the climates are like. I mean, you're the two skeptical chaps and we're the godless revolution. So it's, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's, I, it's, I really look forward to the day when we don't have to, when we don't have to just try to normalize atheism where we can try to explore more skepticism and, 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 you know, maybe that's something we should do more anyway, because, mm-hmm. you know, being a better skeptic naturally leads you out of religion anyway. But yeah, it, yeah, here, here it's something that we have to address because we're, like you said, we're constantly bombarded by religious imagery iconography and messages yeah all the time yeah 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 and when when i first came to well, the uk from south africa i still read i i, I still read lots of atheist type books uh philosophy this type of thing because i was still i still had the mentality in my head of you know you have to be you have to prove yourself as an atheist or you have to prove their own questions in your head but over the years i it, it's just becomes much much less of an issue so i don't really bother that much Hmm. so just just being more skeptical and more rational is more important to me now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and here in the u.s we're dealing with police departments and fire departments putting in god we trust on their vehicles like massive crosses just within the last month or two Mm. they're not very skeptical 
<laughs> They're not chaps either. No, no. <laughs> some some of them were chaps, maybe assless, but. <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us, guys. It was been, it was been a great time. I I really appreciated Pleasure. talking to you. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds great. Well, we look forward to having you on ours at some point in the. The near future. Uh-huh, be a yeah. pleasure. Absolutely. We'd love to do that. Uh, as always, everybody else listening, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash godless revolution. You can Twitter our twatter at TGR podcast. You can call and leave us a voicemail or send us a text message to 33081 rebel, or you can send us an email at godless revolution at gmail.com. Uh, until next time, everybody. Thanks for joining us, Dan and Spike. It's been a great time. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks Thanks for having us. All right. Have a good day. Ciao. Cheers.